Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta. Man, it is another amazing day. And I thought, you know, what could I possibly do to make this the the most amazing, productive, incredible day ever? And then I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. How about host another amazing episode of Solutions from the Huddle with a brand new best friend? So that's what we're going to do today. Um, if you've never tuned into the show before, uh, really what we do is we go get the smartest, brightest, best folks that we can find that know about the subjects that matter the most to personal and professional growth. And, um, and we ask them to be on the show. We beg them. Uh, and they say yes most of the time. And today we have a, a true expert on the program, and I can't wait to introduce her to you. Um, but if you've never been a part of the show uh, before, we hope that you consider coming back over and over and over, and you have picked quite the episode to get started. Uh, thank you to those that keep coming. Uh, and we start the show the same way each and every single time, and that's in prayer. So join us for that. Uh, Lord, we just ask that you bless the show, our guests, our sponsors, all the folks that will listen. Just let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. All right, friends, today we are going to talk about a subject matter that's really, really cool. And we've never done this before, actually, on the show, but we're going to talk about podcasting and 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 how it builds a brand and how it opens up such a wonderful ecosystem and platform for you to do so many wonderful things in life. And, and to do that today, we're bringing a podcaster herself and a podcast mentor. She's really brilliant. Uh, she's phenomenal. Her name is Angie S. And she's got a show that is ranked, uh, that is noted, that is really, really uh, praised in all places in the world. We're talking about the USA, Canada, Belgium. Taiwan, on and on and on. My guest today is Angie. Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you, Titus. It's an honor. Thank you so much for your kind words. That's a, what a great intro. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I only have like six people that listen to this show. So, you know, I, I <laughs> we all love, got, we love all six of them. It's all yes, good. all six of you. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. But we <laughs> wanted to listen. I love we actually have quite a, a good show, but but I love to get someone like yourself that has a show that's uh, got an even bigger reach and, a, and, and, and doing even bigger and, and, and greater things and have you come on, who better to talk about maybe the, the audience out there are thinking, well, how do I get started with a podcast and what do I do first? And I have a voice and I have something that matters in my heart. And so I want you to talk to us about that today, but before you jump right into that, um, just tell us a little bit about you. Like, where do you come from and what's the journey that got you to, to bless our show with being a guest today? Um, so I'm going to do like a short summary, summary because I'm 42, I'm almost 43, so it will be too long to list it. But I guess it, where I'm from is I, I was born and I grew up in Belgium, which is um, in Europe, in the in the French-speaking the French -speaking side of Belgium. It's like Canada, you have like dual speaking. Uh, Belgium has multiple languages as well. So in the French-speaking side, and my mom's from Denmark and my dad's from Algeria, so it's a bit of a, of a mix. And... Yeah, so, and then, you know, I've, I've lived in different places as an adult, and I sort of ended up in London. That's where I've been the longest. And yeah, so now, and now I do podcasting, which I absolutely love. And how I got to that 
if that was that your question is that as well wasn't it How yeah I yeah to, to podcasting yeah so so i got to podcasting because for a few well because how I got into podcasting is that for many years I've always I mean I've always loved the medium of audio I've always loved listening to radio I've always loved listening to audio books you know when I was doing shows and things like that I was always listening to something and so I really love that that medium but I only found out about podcasts maybe just a few years ago maybe five years ago I don't know I'm just sort of like ballparking it now and for about a year or two, I was like, oh, I'd love to do one as well, but I didn't know about what, you know, I had no idea. And so I was like, oh, should I maybe talk about this or that? But nothing was really sort of like, mm, you know, giving me that gut instinct that this would be it. And one day uh, in December 2018, after a few months of, you know, a few things going on and feeling a bit like, you know, I guess like a loser, like, you know, you just keep failing at things or different things was going on basically. And a Sunday morning, gloomy London day, really great. Got to the bathroom to get ready, you know, brush my teeth and stuff like that. And I just looked at myself in the mirror and this expression just flew out of my mouth that said, and that's going to be a curse word, sorry, I know you're all very decent people. But it, I just went, I'm too old for this shit. And like, and, and all of a sudden I was like, I just knew exactly what the podcast was going to be about. And it was about this frustration that I felt that there were so many things that I was learning after 40 and I felt I felt like really those are things that I should really have known at 18 and that was mm. sort of the premise of the whole thing and on that day I just created I think I posted three Facebook posts in three different like I put a Facebook post out in three Facebook groups that I was you know active in and asking for guests to to be interviewed and that's how I got the ball rolling and in January I started to learn about oh my god you know how do I start this and um, January 2019 and then by the summer um, I was launching the podcast so yeah that's how that's how I got into that (laughs) yeah and I absolutely love that I mean really for me that's kind of like taking this kind of personal awareness to the next level like doing something about it um i mean i i love that you looked and just said oh my god like i'm lo- <laughs> i'm done with i'm too old for this i'm beyond yeah. this and like that's really what i think so many of us think and feel i don't know that we ever get around to saying it out loud but you did and it seemed like it sparked something that wasn't yes. in existence it, and it cre- just your words created Right. what you're doing now yeah exactly and it's that it was that feeling of all of a sudden i was like this is it and that's part of part of the for me what podcasting is for me is looking for answers and asking mm. for people who are either been through it or they are this they're you know they're really high-end experts or they're just a lot more eloquent at expressing explaining things that i may be feeling or thinking but they sort of put it into words that make a lot more sense and yeah. so it's been an incredible journey uh for that really really love it how much of it is therapeutic like right oh, so, all of it <laughs> yeah right all of it yeah yeah. And both good or bad. I don't know if that was that, is that the yeah. same for you? Because yeah. obviously well, like, business is personal growth, you know? So when you go yes. through, for you, your interviews, it's the same. It's like yeah. you have to really face yourself, right? Yeah, no doubt. And and a lot of times I'm 
I bring a lot of folks on that do the same thing I do. And so it's this constant challenging of my own ego and my own, uh, you know, yeah. this, this false narrative. I'm the, I'm the only speaker, coach, author in the world, but like, I keep forcing myself to say, well, that's not true. And then when guests are better than me and I sit here and go, <laughs> oh my God, um, it's, it's, it's this wonderful therapeutic thing for me too. Yeah, it is therapeutic. It, is, it does sort of keep you a little bit in check. And it's definitely something that, I don't know if you found the same, but when you are not podcasting, when you're in real life, let's say if you are at work or you're with friends, I listen to people very differently and I'm a lot less reactive mm. because I've had to learn to, because I don't know if you edit your podcast as well. And when you listen back to yourself, although you're a lot better speaker than I am, 100%. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, when I've heard back of myself, I'm like, God, Angie, this is, you know, gosh, like this is, you know, you just constantly go, wow, you know, check yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if podcasts are needed for, for me or you or probably any of us to uh, self uh, tear ourselves up, right? I mean, I think we're, we're good at that without <laughs> podcasting. Yes, I know yeah. I am too. And in fact, I didn't want to do this. Um, so this started off as a radio show and I had had a few different um, show opportunities and I thought, well, I don't like the way that my voice sounds, you know, like maybe when you hear your voicemail back on your phone and you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what I sound yeah. like. And I don't mind talking to a crowd so long as I don't have to hear it back. So when someone first said, do a show um i was i was petrified that someone would hit the record button like why would you hit record while i'm talking um and so yeah there it, it helps overcome so many things it and does. i think yeah. i think more folks should probably get their feet wet what do you say to people that that hit you with all those excuses of i'm not a good speaker i don't like the way my voice sounds i don't how about this one i don't have anything to say like when uh -huh. folks say those things <laughs> which is all BS, right? It's all mm -hmm. not real. But when they say that, when they feel those feelings, what are the first things you say to those people? Well, I'm going to start with the last one where you said, like, I have nothing to say. Like, I feel like none of us, I'm not, not sure many of us ever get up in the morning and never, ever have anything to say. Like, we all, all of us have something to say, right? But yeah, that's something that, I mean, that's something that we often have, like, that imposter syndrome. And I think it's not such a bad thing either. It's sort of also a sign that you're not a sociopath. You know what I mean? Like, um, not that you would be one if you feel like you have something to say, because obviously we're both doing it. But I... I think it's okay to have a little bit, it adds a bit of humility to, to someone, I think. That's how I see it. It's um, good. But no, I mean, if you feel like you have nothing to say, I mean, I'm not, uh, there's also this bit that not everybody needs to have a podcast, right? Some people, mm. like you don't, we don't have to all be everywhere. There's room for everyone. But you not like, for, for example, for me, I'm not going to start a TikTok. It's not my thing. I'm not going to go on. There's loads of other things that people could do. You know, some people are better for YouTube, other for Instagram. You know, for me, I just love audio. So podcast like really hits it really well for me. Um, yeah. But so in that sense, that's what I would say. Uh, in terms of like not liking your voice, most of us don't. Be yeah. Especially the first time, but then then we do eventually get over it. I remember the, the very, very first time I ever heard my voice, I was like, what? And it's simply because the resonance in your head, you know, it's like when you, when you have like a drum, you know, there's a, because there's this vague, uh, 
vacuum inside, you know, it creates a different sound. Same with your head, you know, <laughs> not that yeah. it's empty, but it creates a resonance. <laughs> so what we hear and what others hear is not the same sound. And so it's wow. more the shock value, I think. There's more the, oh, I didn't know that's how I sounded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. I agree. I, I see on, on your website, um, X stand up comic. Uh, yeah. is, is is one of the things that you did. Don't worry, I wasn't that funny. Well, <laughs> I, wasn't that I was going to. I, I was going to ask. Well, I think that to be a stand-up comedian uh, takes just a tremendous amount of courage and boldness. I mean, it's it's not easy to be funny. In fact, I think comedy is one of the things that's probably the hardest. If you don't got it, it's kind of hard to get it. You know, it's 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 not in the same way as every other skill that can be developed. And so, I was going to ask you um, how much does that pour into your podcast and how important is it for someone to have a sense of humor, right? And to have a sense of fun. Uh, you know, I think, I think people overanalyze funny. Um, if you're mm -hmm. not funny, just be fun. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, how important is that with your podcast that the person hosting it or even the guest, like maybe the folks listening right now are maybe not starting their own podcast, but maybe they're going to be a guest and they need to stop being so bland, right? But how important is personality, charisma, being fun or funny uh, in the equation of hosting or being even a guest on a podcast? Well, I would say, I don't know, for, for me, it'd be more what I would say to someone if they were asking that question is that it's more about just be you because even when comics are trying to be funny, they're really not funny. Like, you know, when you meet comics, it's really rare that you meet any comedians in real life who are actually funny in real life. Because out of them, yeah. I was just always on performance, you know. And and that is just not funny because you're not, that's not the room. You're not with a microphone on stage. It, the setup isn't there. And so I would say that as long as you're yourself and just it is more about not taking yourself too seriously that's what i would say about being you know fun like you say like be fun not trying to be funny because that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to go oh i have to make them laugh you don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna land and so just just be yourself and yeah i mean i thought it's, it's what you can't really fabricate it if it's not something that you sort of like worked on and written a lot it's really hard to sort of like give it like a crash course and i wouldn't be you know i'm by no means i'm no ali wong or eddie griffin or you know cat williams all of them so but but yeah like what was the other part of your question sorry yeah so just if we're gonna host a podcast or we're gonna be a guest charisma mm -hmm. personality you know keep making it fun mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I always feel a certain obligation um as the host to 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 keep it fun right mm -hmm. especially in this show we've had a lot of you know business topics and sometimes it's hard to make time management right or or <laughs> logist logistical operations or or customer experience like sometimes yeah. those subjects are not the easiest to have a fun experience but i know the listener doesn't only mm -hmm. want to learn they also mm -hmm. want to enjoy yeah i mean um, the way yeah oh sorry no yeah so go ahead i mean what are your thoughts yeah no i mean because i mean for me humor is really important that's always been part of my life it's really really important and you know i've gone through phases where i watch comedy every day just to make sure i have a laugh i get a laugh in you know like so yeah. so i think it's more that it, it's more like a personal uh, personal choice in terms of style so for me 
it is I keep humor in even though I talk about mental health suicide you name it I've always make sure I put in I crack in some jokes they may not be that funny but my job is to make sure I keep it light because it's not a therapeutic session and the thing yeah. is what makes it actually really interesting like even like for, for yourself when you do business marketing you know mailing you know email list and all of that stuff the is to have things in juxtaposition so no one thinks about spreadsheets and a good laugh at the same time although some people do some people absolutely love spreadsheets but if you can make business fun if you can make it accounting a bit fun and it's not because numbers are necessarily funny but you can add in your little twists and add in your personality into it and that's what makes it interesting because humor will help you digest the information and that's yeah. why i use humor on mine especially when i hit in hard topics like really really hard topics it's really important that it does you know sometimes they are a bit you know but most of the time I try and keep them light. And I think if you do that as well in topics that people are not expecting to, like for yourself, like business marketing and all of that stuff, then then I think that's what makes it interesting. That's what I'd I like to it. listen to. Yeah. No, we've got Angie S right here on Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. Her podcast is uh the title is unique it's too old for this shit that's what she calls it and uh and what's really cool is it, it says it's a funny outspoken podcast on misfits uh misfits human nature and relationships so how did you come up with what you wanted the the general theme of your show to be right so if folks are listening and they're saying i'm not sure i maybe they say i'm gonna do the podcast i'm over that fear i'm gonna do it but like I've got 15 different things that could be important to me. Yeah. How does one narrow it down to a theme like you did? This mm -hmm. is the genre. This is the conversation. And it may go a little left or a little right of that. But generally, how mm -hmm. does somebody identify what that's going to be? You just start out. When I started off, it was super broad. I was covering business as well. <laughs> and then I quickly found out I don't want to cover that bit anymore you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> so sure. it's okay you just have to you have to start out you can't know until you try it's like saying to someone you know have you ever tried pavlova cake and you know do you know do you know if you like pavlova cake and they've never had it they don't know yet so it's like the yeah. same thing do you know if you you may have like 15 different ideas or different different types of topics you want to talk about start with one you know but ha have something that you really are passionate about like for me it was like all the bits that i wanted to have answered for and that's why i came you know that was my reason other people will come in because they are really good at teaching something they may be a maker they may be making cupcakes they may be a plumber there's a really um there's a podcast out there called it's i think it's called putty putty talk and they're plumbers and they help other plumbers becoming more successful in the business Ah, but so it's super niche, right? Right, yeah. and there's someone else who make a podcast about ladybugs because she's fascinated about ladybugs. Mm. And so, so, no, so, are you a maker? Do you want to teach? Do you, are you maybe you have a business and you want to promote your services and products? So those things will start to narrow down a little bit, you know. Yeah. But if you're someone who just wants to do it because you have, for me, it wasn't really business. It was a lot more personal for me. Like I wanted to have all these answers. And so I started really, really broad. And it wasn't until like a, a few months down the line that I was just like, what, let me just narrow it down a little bit. And this is the third version of narrowing down. So you don't have to have the answer straight away. I don't mm. know if that's, that, that, that's not satisfactory. No, no, I, 
no, I think that's great. No, I I just know that I just know that humans we are so indecisive. Like we yeah. we we get this analysis paralysis where we just shut down. And and I think some of what you just said really will shake it loose for folks and help them uh, help them identify that. Um, but we, we, the indecisiveness. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just want to say something about that. N- yeah. Not deciding on something. It's a decision as well. So if you're not deciding. Yeah. It could be, there could be many different reasons, but it could also be a way of procrastinating and actually stopping yourself from putting yourself out there and avoiding what you think may be a big failure. So if you don't try, you're not going to fail, are you? But the thing is, if you try, it won't be a failure anyway. You'll try. You could just do one, two, three episodes, see how you feel about it and keep going. So that's a decision too, feeling, you know, being indecisive. I mean, I've certainly been there. Yeah, me too. And most successful, pe- <laughs> most successful people that I know, um, and heck, we've had on this show like like uber successful celebrity folks, and they say the same thing: like this fear of not trying and this fear of it's not going to work out. I'm going to fail mm. is always significantly bigger than the actual potential right. misstep. Yes, I totally exactly. Agree with that. Yeah, potential, right. potential worries, potential fears about potential things are always way bigger. And the reason why they're so big is because you cannot resolve something, something that is, hasn't happened. Whereas yeah. if you actually, let, for, for example, I'll tell you, for me, like I, I, one of my thing was make sure I hit record, right? <laughs> I had a guest song, this is mainly interview based. So I was like, make sure I hit record. And I was almost like, neurotic about it I was so OCD like I would check it and we check it and we check it right and one time guess what I forgot to hit record and I found out an hour in and uh, it was yeah but do I was lucky because actually I knew the guests we were, we were friends in real life uh, so but do you know how awful it was to suddenly go um <laughs> so sorry yeah <laughs> but this is what happened and yeah. she, she was she was cool because I see but and then we just had to but actually it turned out to actually be a better recording because then we had oh. we actually became a lot more succinct in that second take what well, the uh, first take really but in the second yeah, round yeah. so things are gonna happen but those are things that if I was thinking about it I'll be like oh my god what would I do what would I do it's embarrassing it's embarrassing but actually when it happens it's a two-minute conversation one minute yeah. apology one minute just doing it you know we're doing yeah. it and that's it end of the story so the solution was much quicker than all the worry and stress, you know, you the minutes be worrying for and days. hours, yes. days. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, right on the other side of our short break here, I want to really ask you some practical questions like back of the microwavable dinner, right? What's step one, two, three, four, and then eat. Um, and I know that you have some services and I want you to talk about that as well, where folks can actually work with you directly to help them um, because you are our podcast uh, mentor, but I'm going to ask some, I'm going to ask you to give away some of the secret sauce before they hire you uh, here on the show. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Before we do that though, we just, we always like to take a quick pause in the middle and just say thank you so much to our, our show sponsors, the folks that, the brands that stand with us that, that really believe in the idea that personal development and professional growth matters. That's really what these companies believe in. Um, they don't know who the guests are going to be. They just trust 
that we're going to bring smart people in and and folks are going to get a chance to just get better because they listen to the show. So if you go to team-csg.com, team-csg.com, and you click on the solutions from the huddle tab, you'll see all the brands and companies that stand with us. Folks like Speedy Oil Change, uh, Shepherd Law, MS Digital Solutions. There's a lot of them. But if you just go to team-csg.com and click on solutions from the huddle, you'll be able to click on the logos which will take you directly to their websites and you'll learn the most about those brands. And when you learn about them, you'll know why I'm happy and proud to stand next to them. The most important brand right now though, on the planet is our good new best friend, Angie S. She's the, the podcast host for too old for this shit. And she's serious about it. And I love it. And she also is a podcast mentor. So folks that are trying to get started, will reach out to her, engage her um, and, and utilize her services to get going and maybe stay going. So Angie, what are some of the, what are the, some of the first steps that someone has to take? So it's a Monday. I've decided I am, I am going to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. What do I got to do first, second, and third practically? People are going to pause right now, take notes, hit rewind. They're going to re-listen mm-hmm. to these steps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do they got to do? So I say like for time, I'm going to give you actual like super practical. So because often, often I find like what slows people down. Uh, of course, the first step would be like to have a, to sort of like think about your concept. But what would be the next step? Because I think that's, that's going to be the fastest one to give you is to what the equipment because there's a lot of noise out there and what i don't want is for people to go out and spend tons of money on something they haven't even tried yet so mm. um if that's okay with you i'll just give them some please yeah that's of great. What, what you, and so this basically is the equipment and it keeps it under a hundred pound which is in us dollars probably like i don't know is it 120 now i don't know but it keeps it under that price point and so i would start with the hardware and so the first thing is the microphone so if you're really on a budget you can go for um this is that was the first mic i had and i still i still use it is the uh blue snowball ice and that is now at 50 pounds uh which is like really nothing um you could also go for the samson one for dynamic but like i don't necessarily um recommend that as a first one but the blue snowball as long as you know how to do the settings it will serve you well and you need to have the scissor arms and pop filter which i mean if you wanted to add that on your website or somewhere or if you wanted to i can send you the list you can just click on it but you just have like scissor arms and the pop filter and you can get that on amazon for like 17 pounds and then that's basically the bit that you start off with with the hardware you also of course need to have um headphones but most of us have already headphones at home uh, ideally if you wanted to have headphones that are like you know the big ones that close around your ears because it stops it helps to stop some of that uh, sound bleeding from your microphone and so ending on the other track so just a good pair of headphones and then the speakers i use speakers to edit a lot of people like to use headphones but i find it it gets too warm in my ears so i use speakers just cheap cheap speakers you can get like logitech or creative pebbles you don't have to spend tons of money you know you're just starting out and for the software that's all free so if you're doing interviews like what you and I are doing, um, just like you, I use Zoom as well. And again, that's the same thing. As long as you know how to do the setting, the sound settings, and make sure that when you record, you set it to record on separate audio tracks. Um, that actually, you can, 
I do uh, mention that I have like a free workshop. People want to take it where I actually show them the set, the um, how to do the separate audio tracks as well. But yeah, so you zoom and then if you are um, recording just solo episode just yourself, uh, you can do it on GarageBand if you have a Mac or you can do it on Audacity or Reaper if you have a PC, you know, Windows. And I use the same softwares for editing. I use GarageBand because I have a Mac. And if you have... Um, a PC or window or if you're window users you can use Audacity or Reaper as well so and then the rest really in terms of software it's like you know these are all free like for example scheduling Acuity which uh, you and I uh, use email Google Calendar that's it like all of these things are free you don't need to be spending tons of money especially when you're starting out and the reason why I say that is because it's really important to well, first of all, because a lot of us don't necessarily have those friends, you know. Uh, you don't need to go and have a big studio room or hire a production house or that kind of stuff. But you can always upgrade. If you find out that you really enjoy it, you can always upgrade. Like my next one is I'm going to buy a short microphone. But also there is the, what we call this. I don't know if you've heard about this, Titus, like the seven episode benchmark. Mm-mm. So the seven episode benchmark is that when you look at all the podcasts out there, in the world it looks like there are many 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 i think it's like it's two million or something or maybe even more now but um there are a lot of podcasts and a big chunk of it are like one episode and done mm. and a, and in that chunk there's also a lot of them don't go past the seven episode benchmark so those who go past the first episode they stop at seven so the minute you go past the seven episode, that's when you know you're probably in it for the longer term. Mm. So, you know, at the beginning, just for 100 quid, test it out. And then if you really yeah. enjoy it, you know, go a bit further with it. Uh, you can always upgrade all of that. You can always delegate if you don't want to do the editing, all of that stuff. But at the beginning, you know, um, especially if you've been affected by pandemic and all of that and finance is an issue, you don't have to go and spend 700 pounds on, on your first microphone if you don't want to. If you have the funds, good. But often, the more expensive one requires you to also know a bit more what you're doing because uh, sometimes you have to get extra equipment with it as well. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your show has made the charts mm-hmm. um, in the comedy genre. Yeah. Um, uh, in a lot of places, right? U.S., Canada, Belgium, Taiwan. We talked about it earlier, um, and and even now India, Denmark. Uh, so, how did you? How did your show get charted and rated? Mm-hmm. Right. So, let's say there are folks out there that say, "Okay, I get it. I bought the equipment. I have a concept. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm doing the podcast." Is there something that we can do to get the show better rated or do we just have mm-hmm. to make a great show and, and hope that the audience gets behind it? Obviously, the better you make it, the, the you know, the better. But it's not so much about... So what, what I would say, what I, what I did when I first started is that I did a pilot episode. Uh, sorry, pilot season, which mean, meant that I dropped seven episodes in one go. And... Each and every one of those episodes had a guest on. Now, this was not done purposely for charting, but this is how, that's the only way I can see how it, it made it, how it got ranked. So, all, a lot of these um, guests, they all came from different parts of the world as well. But what happened was that we were effectively eight of us in that same week or two 
when it because some of them started to promote it maybe like on second week it was out we all shared on social media talked about it to our friends and everyone which meant that the because when you when you are ranking it's not to do with high download numbers I certainly am not out there with a million downloads or, you know, six-figure downloads, all of that stuff. That's not my podcast yet. But it's about how if you do have a pilot season, when you drop several episodes at one, it also means that every time someone subscribes, they actually automatically download seven episodes or however many you've decided to come out. Also, the reach was when you have guests on, that's a really good way to actually get reach. So make sure that you know, you link them into your show notes, make sure that you give them things so they can share it. So, you know, I gave them all things that they could share. They all had the, all the marketing stuff. Um, it wasn't with that goal in mind, but that's when I sort of, when I look back at what I did, that's the only thing I can say that worked because I don't have a social media following. You know, I have, I have, but it's like, I think now, I think my podcast Instagram is like 300 followers or 350. Like it's not, it's got nothing to do with, with that. Facebook. I mean, I'm not really a social media person, so. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. And 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 the the probably the most pressing question. I mean, all of that has been so helpful, right? So here's the gear. Here's the software. Um, here's what I did to get charted. But how do you find great guests, right? Mm, how do you? Yeah, that's the hardest work. <laughs> how do you? How do, how do you find? Mm-hmm. How do you find mm-hmm. great guests? Mm-hmm. And then I have another question before we before we land this plane even after that so yeah so but how do we find good people to interview yeah yeah no ask me as many questions i love talking about this so uh, it's not a problem at all um yeah so when i started out because i knew nothing right so (laughs) i basically put out and i didn't have a podcast so i had nothing to show for um but so the way i found like the first seven guests is by when i basically posted on facebook i said hey i'm looking for guests to talk about xyz here are my requirements i had like certain things that i knew like certain boundaries i had around it and i basically because i was so green i did a pre-chat with all of them and that's i've went through you know a lot of because when you ask people if they want to talk about themselves it's a much easier um so much easier ask. People love to do it. So I was really surprised by the influx. Mm. So that was how I, that's how I started. Because I, I knew nothing about podcasts. So I started off by just like, you know, obviously, so putting it on social media. And then as I sort of like got to know a bit more about podcasting, um, two, two, so because I'm going to talk about three ways. So one is obviously through social media. The second one is um, matchmaker.fm and podcastguest.com. Those are free to use to find guests. And you can also, you can also put your show on there to be featured. Um, in podcastguest.com, they have an email list. Um, and I used it where they've, so they list like every week they send an email and they list like, I don't know, 10, 20 podcasts. Uh, they're looking for guests. And then one time I was like, oh yeah, I'd love to be in that as well. And you get loads of submissions. So that's the sec- so that's the second one. The third one is research. So I basically go out like from books I read, um, th- things. So ideas like books I read, and I'm like, wow. I don't always get necessarily the author, but I'll get someone else who's like, you know, 
also with it like who train other for example other therapists in that same school of thoughts that kind of stuff mm. but um so we so actively knowing what guest i want but then there's also um sometimes it's just a, a topic so for example um like last year when I went through a breakup, I was like, new dancers, new dancers, I need dancers, you know, like around like I had this chicken. And so I was looking for particular um, couples therapists within a certain, you know, different, you know, within that sort of genre in terms of like dating and, you know, how to, you know, how to date and that kind of things. But so sometimes it's just like, So I said about the book, but then, yeah. So sometimes it's just also just researching on Instagram as well. That has also been yeah. a really great source. So um, it's just like you know, scrolling and finding something until something yeah. sort of hits. Yes. So the research, the podcast, guest.com, Matchmaker mm -hmm. FM um, are some of the, the, the best places to find guests. So he, here are my last two questions, I, you know, as we, as we, I think, complete one of the greatest podcasts ever in the history of podcasts. That's what we're making, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, here's the final two questions. Question number one, how do you, how do you host in, in such a way? Because whether you're hosting a podcast or a TV show or a radio show or whatever it is, it's the art of really hosting a conversation and, and moving that conversation along. How do you deal with folks that are maybe you find out they're not very conversa conversational, right? And, and, and you have to not just have the art of being funny and charismatic, not just have the, the topic that people want to hear about, but you have to find a way to move a conversation along that's being recorded to be enjoyed mm -hmm. by others. You can't just cut the conversation short like you would mm -hmm. at the water cooler at work. It's a show. How, how do you, what's your advice on someone that says, just the art of hosting a conversation and hosting it mm -hmm. and moving it along and keeping the other person um, engaged and having fun in the, in the experience. How, how do you advise people to do that? Cause I have found mm -hmm. that to be a skill all by itself in the show. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, I think, yeah, sometimes it may feel like the guests may seem a little bit, you know, maybe a bit dry or they may not be really in the zone or, or they sound maybe a bit bored. Sometimes it can be a bit bored because maybe they've talked about the topics like a hundred times in the last two mm. weeks and they're kind of, they're snoozing on it. And yeah. so it's like, and I know it's going to sound maybe cheesy and, and unsatisfactory, but really listening. So like in the set, what I mean by that is not everyone does podcasts differently, right? Um, now I always I always like to have like a little an outline so that I know um, you know because I dive into my guests I like I have a little into the topic and so I have like an outline but at the same time it's like it's balancing that and then actually listening to what they say because often they will drop a few little golden nuggets and mm. if you can like latch on that golden nugget they'll actually really feel like you've listened as well. Mm. So because if you just go so if, so so let's say you're hosting and and the person sounds a bit you know bored but then they've just said yeah and then you know I did like 2 months in the Sahara and I was volunteering out there but yeah so um so about that uh, building that email list and blah, blah blah and then you just go straight to the next question okay so how do you use YouTube you know it'll be people they're going to feel that 
Yeah. You know, they're going to feel that. And I think sometimes it's about you have to. So there is that. But also you have to ask what I call like the hard questions. And sometimes you just have to be a bit cheeky. Sometimes you have to be, you know, be the devil's advocate a little bit and, yeah. and, and push back a little bit. And, you know, and sort of, you know, I, I find that if because I'm always willing to be the bottom of the joke. Like, don't mind if I'm going if, if I sound, if I'm the one who's going to be sounding ignorant because I'm asking certain question, I'm okay with it. Because effectively, it's going to make them a little bit more comfortable as well to come forth. Mm. You don't know, they may be having a bad day. Maybe you're not gelling. It, you know, it could be many things, but definitely just listen, really. Is. And sometimes you can't always, always force everything, right? Maybe yeah. sometimes that was just not the right fit. Maybe they would be great on another podcast that's super dry. Some podcasts, yeah. I'm sure, are very formal. Yeah. It's just not our. It's just not our thing. But yeah. yeah. No. I, and I, well, and I love, I love how you said, you know, oh, you have to flirt. This. That's that's the thing as well. You have flow, to flirt yeah. a little bit. Flirt, you got flirt to. a little bit, and be with the flow. Definitely flow. Yeah. But yeah, flirt, yeah. not not in this, not in a sexual manner, but just flirt is that thing because you mentioned charisma. Yeah. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Definitely don't interrupt them. Uh, like I am now. I'm interrupting okay. you. But yeah. you know, it's You're like you mentioned, you mentioned charisma earlier. And what charisma, all it is, is let's say, let's say if you said that, okay, let's say if we say that uh, Jon Snow has charisma. Why does he have charisma? Or, or say Joe Blog or whatever. But yeah, Jon Snow has charisma. And it's charisma because he makes, he makes everyone else around him feel seen and special. Mm -hmm. There is, yeah. is, and that is kind of a little bit of that flirting. It is about not taking yourself too seriously is also charisma. Yeah. You know? I agree. Babies I have agree. charisma. They're not going around and like, you know, thinking that, I mean, they are the bee's knees and they, they kind of know it. They just cry and people run to, run to them. But they don't really, they don't take themselves seriously. They're out there, you know, doing things in their nappies and things are coming out of every, and they still think they're, you know, the king. So, and the queen. Um, <laughs> But they have charisma. Puppy have charisma. None of them are there getting offended. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just need you to know that <laughs> I do show notes and I take <laughs> notes and try to learn from everybody. And I just wrote down, babies have charisma. That is maybe, <laughs> that is maybe my favorite takeaway of all shows. Out of every show I've ever been a guest or every show I've ever hosted, Babies Have Charisma mm -hmm. uh, is probably my favorite thing I've ever written down ever. Um, so thank you for that. Then my last question for you is, uh, and, and you, thank you for being so awesome, by the way, so much really great insight and content and information. Um, monetizing, right? So let's say mm -hmm. somebody wants to go beyond just the joy and passion of it they want to make money from Fair it. enough yeah right mm -hmm. how do people approach it that way um and don't give away too much sauce because i'm about to tell everybody your website and why they need to go go support your business and be a part of you but uh, just a few tips on how folks yeah. can monetize their podcast oh uh, that's okay i don't mind giving those away because like i cover so many things anyway so it's not like as if if i give you this it's like that's it there's nothing else to know <laughs> that's that's it's right. all good it's all good um yeah so so okay so there's many many routes to monetizing um and what i would say first is that because you make you know if you're listening you know when if you're listening and you go yes, I want to monetize it. And then you get into the podcasting community and you'll start to hear people go, oh, no, you know, 
monetizing boohoo you know there are people who snub it and i'm like listen good for them they don't need to pay bills but i like to pay my bills so if i can monetize something i certainly will um so you know um so so yeah so there are different ways of doing it so for example if you currently have if you currently for example have a business or services one way of doing podcasting is actually talking about your products and services because your podcasts are like a trailer to the movie. That's how you can look at it as well. So like Amy Porterfield, she has marketing courses. What does she talk about on her podcast? Marketing. She gives you how-tos, 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 how-tos. Um, Don't Keep Your Day Job does that as well, Kathy Heller. So that's, so that's like, that's the one thing. Um, it, so it could also be a business card to something else. So for me, I didn't realize that when I started, I would eventually be teaching it. So there are things like that. You don't have to always, um, it's not always the obvious route. But then, for example, um, you can also have affiliate links. So, for example, you have guests who have books. You can do, if you're an Amazon associate, bam, you create a link from their book. It's not going to give you the big pennies because, you know, it's not, you know, a book doesn't cost a lot of money, right? But why not, right? So... Um, you could also get sponsorships. You don't have to have uh, tons of downloads and things like that for it. Um, you can start with something called, and now I just want to say a disclaimer, I haven't actually used them myself. I am actually just in the process of starting using them because I've just been really lazy about monetizing. So, uh, but they're called Podcorn. Do you know them? Podcorn.com. And so it's a, it's a democratic way in terms of like, you don't have to be Joe Rogan necessarily to get the sponsor, right? Um, And there's also, you can also do it through premium content. So obviously that can give you a bit extra, that can give you extra work. So by premium content, you know, you may have heard of things like Patreon. Um, So it's basically behind a wall. You, let's say, um, I don't know, do you have a Patreon, Titus? No. Or a paid one or not. So for example, you could say like 20 minutes into the episode, you could say, okay, so if you want to hear the rest, you know, you can go to the Patreon and for the Patreon members who pay, you know, so there's different membership scales. So you could do like an entry, medium and high scale. And, you know, you could do extra content or release content early or do an ad free. If you have ads mm. on your, on your show, you could do, um, events for people they you know online events especially during you know lockdowns and things so those are ways as well merchandising which i really want to get into it all takes time that's the thing it all takes time but just giving you ideas so you have them already in your mind because i wish i knew again any of those things or that story of my life i wish i knew when yeah. i started <laughs> merchandising if you want to have a good um there's there's a podcast that does it really well and they called i'm sorry it's going to be a naughty word uh shagged marie shagged married annoyed and that's a podcast and they have a great merchandising shop on their website so if you want to see how it's done nice uh go to them <laughs> have a look like um something that i've never done which i because i didn't have the um, didn't have the guts to do it or i didn't well one i didn't think of it actually i don't even know which one it was if i didn't think of it or if i didn't have the guts whichever came first <laughs> but uh, for example if you have a guest on and they are accessing your audience, right? That you built and you curated over time. And they come in and, you know, they talk about this, you know, their expertise. And then at the end of it, you know, they say, well, yeah, so I have like, you know, I have these online workshop or workshops that people can sign up to and people pay for. You could be, you could be an affiliate. 
So you actually get a cut of anyone who comes through your link that you get, that you include in your show notes, right? So uh, what else? Yeah, and then now obviously there's this whole thing about paid podcast subscription, you know, which um, Apple is doing. And um, I haven't ventured down that road because it's not, it's still like at early stage. Uh, but I quite like the idea of my podcast being free to listen to. Uh, I use it as, as my business card. But that's one way of going to as well. It could, it could be, you know, why not? Um, and then you could create events as well from it. So that's, you know, a lot of podcasts, especially comedy, they create like live events and they do really well with that. Uh, some of them make a lot. And I would say like as a last thing um, for today, like for example, if you have, so because when you have a podcast, just like when you have a website, you have to host it somewhere. You have to basically house it. It needs to have an address. And um, so some podcast hosts, like for example, Spreaker, allow you to have what we call dynamic ads. And so to explain what that looks like, if you've ever watched YouTube and you always get, you know, if you don't, if you're not a premium user of YouTube, you have to go through the painful skipping the ads. You always see the same two, three people want to sell you something. <laughs> that's that, that's dynamic ads. So you and I could be watching the same YouTuber but you and I will not be getting the same ads because it's an algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. Through Facebook and all the other big bad boys. Yeah. And so so Spreaker does that for podcasting, which means that you may have come across podcasts that you listen to and you go, oh, that, that's funny. That ad sounds like it's for me, actually, doesn't it? Um, and it's not read by the host. The good thing about those is that obviously it means that you don't have to record them, which means they get changed all the time. So you don't have to go in and cut it. Let's say if the ad is not relevant anymore, you don't have no. to go back and hit, you know, you don't have to get messy. And But the bad thing is, I would say... And again, it may not be a bad thing. You have, we don't really have control over it in terms of mm. you don't really know what people's going to listen to. You can, That's however, true. decide. You can decide if there's certain industry you don't want to have featured in your ads. Um, so you can have like a very, you know, some sort of control, but not down to the same way as like when you do yours, for example, Titus. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be uh, monetizing. I love okay. it, man. So much good information. <laughs> I really do. I love it, man. It's just awesome. Okay. Uh, Angie S is is the host of uh, Too Old for This Shit. She's got a a podcast that's charted in, in multiple countries across the world. She's a podcaster, but more importantly, a podcaster, uh, a podcast mentor. I think everybody ought to take a moment to go to Angie S dot com. A N G I E S dot com. Angie, is there any other? Um, direction you want to give folks if they want to keep the conversation going? Is there a, a different website? Is there an email address? Yeah. Is there any way they can connect with you? Yeah. So the one that you mentioned is great because that's the one I'm, you know, that's always my my main one. And then the uh, they have another website which you can access through angie.s.com as well, angie-s.com. The other website is learnpodcasting.online. And that's basically all my workshops. And you also have the free um it's called podcasting taster session so that's like a free workshop you get in and and it's actually lists all the equipment and software we talked about plus you get some email templates and it's like it takes 40 minutes maximum to get through it and so yeah so learn podcasting dot online 
I love it. Learn podcast, mm-hmm. learn podcasting dot online or Angie dash S dot com as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are the two yes. places to go. Angie, thank yeah. you so much. This has been brilliant. Uh, I hope maybe you'll come back and do the show again in the future. I'd love to. This has been so much fun, Titus. It's been really, really great. I, I've really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.